Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Um, okay, so I was just telling Melanie that I was about to tell her, and then I said, wait, I'll tell you that when I start to record, mm-hmm. because we that, we'll have something to say that way. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Um, that I read that article in Mac Life about, you know, all the ways you can podcast like a pro. Oh, yeah, that's right. And none of them were probably this way, were they? Really, the only thing we had going for us is that we talk on Skype. That was okay. That was the only the only tip they gave, they talked a lot about recording separately, about merging files, um, about high quality microphones, that kind mm. of thing. Um, mm. Really, none of none of none of the things that we do. Nobody mentioned Wiretap Pro, the 2007 edition. Mm. Um, really, you know. But I take offense to that because I, I paid upwards of four dollars for my microphone at Office <laughs> Max about five years ago. I, I think mine may have been 1990, 90, 1995, yeah. maybe. So there you go. You have a nice, expensive microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, these microphones in the MacLife thing were seriously, they were like, they're three $399.95. And I thought, if you think oh. I'm going to spend $400 on a microphone that I plug into <laughs> my computer so no. that I have to explain to people what that is when they come over to my house? No. No, if I'm paying that, it's going on my feet. It's going to be something I can wear on my feet Thank and made of leather or, or, a or purse. Some, something I can hang on my windows. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Maybe even a rug for my floor, but that's about it. Have you, do you have a rug yet? No, you know, it's funny. I've been, it's on my mind as you can tell since I brought it up. I haven't because when Holly Mathis, who was so sweet to help me with my house, we kind of, we got to a standstill. And so I still need to get a lantern for my dining room in right. place of my chandelier. And then the rug, what she had recommended at the time was this jute chenille rug from Pottery Barn. And it's really pretty, but here's what I'm worried about it. We're going to trash it. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just, we can't have nice things like that that are light colored. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then what she had suggested was layering, which I've seen the nester do this too, layering a cowhide rug over it. So it's like a Don't a you already effect. have some kind of animal skin? Well, I do, we do, but it's it's small. It would be uh, more of a throw rug. Uh, it, well, would really, <laughs> it would be more of a welcome mat. Sure. Or you could just um, throw it over the back of your sofa. Well, you know, we have that bobcat skin that still has the teeth in the closet, <laughs> to remember? That, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have like an axis. We have a couple of skins around mm-hmm. that I've, I don't know where they are. But um, this is like a cowhide, and World Market actually has one that's really pretty. It's a light-colored, and I'm kind of debating just putting that down and foregoing the jute chenille thing from Pottery Barn. Gotcha. Well, which Holly may not approve of that, but I feel like it needs, the room needs something to kind of bring it all in. Um, but I don't know that I want to commit to both rugs. Gotcha. I don't know. It's just, you know how our house is like, we don't have an entryway. So I feel like once people walk in our front door, whatever they have on their feet is immediately in our living room. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and uh, you know, so it's just, it's hard. And so I just, I know it's, I mean, that's a high traffic area. It would be, you know, gorgeous if we had a room that you just kind of looked at and nobody used, but right. we, wait, wait. we'd live in a room like that. Wait, hold on. You broke up on me. I think I've got some wires crossed. Are you there? Hello? 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 Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hello? Oh, I lost. Can you hear me? No, I couldn't. I couldn't hear a thing. It was terrifying. I I couldn't hear anything. Well, it's because we have these cheap microphones. (laughs) (laughs) 
I couldn't hear anything. But I, I was getting a, you went real metallic sounding again, like you were like oh. a like Roger Zap, like that was maybe a Mississippi thing back in the day. Um, but anyway, no, I I think it's my brother's house. He has layered rugs. Okay. And sister has been known to layer a rug or seven mm-hmm. in her time, and it is a pretty pretty look. I like it. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really pretty. And my thought is I could get the cowhide and then eventually bring in the pottery barn. I don't know. I just I I was thinking about it the other day and I don't know. So what I'll probably do is just procrastinate and won't do anything till about February. Well, and the other thing is if you want to if you did a darker color, then you would always want to vacuum it because it would show everything. Yeah. So I get the advantage of the lighter color as far as not seeing every little piece of leaf or whatever that comes in exactly but people spill things mm -hmm. and the cowhide is a lighter color but then i'm like what do you even do with that i mean do you vacuum it i don't know i don't know what you do i don't know what i mean i guess why would i don't know that seems weird to vacuum a cow well that i know because i mean you know in the pastures you never vacuum they just shake it off but yeah but that option is no longer available once they are a hide on your floor once they're on the floor and then there's the whole thing of right now it's so easy to just get in there with a broom and sweep it and call it a day you know (laughs) what i mean i really i'm down (laughs) you're like the amish I am. I mean, I'm down to the only rug we have in our house right now is in our dining room. And it's because our table is sitting on it. I really just have to vacuum the perimeter most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I So that's, there's my rug dilemma. So I don't, yeah, because that's my other thing is I'm like, what, do, what is the maintenance involved in a cowhide rug? When it gets dirty, what happens with it? I mean. <laughs> I appreciate that you're thinking of all the angles. Well, I just don't want to get it. And just think, God, why did I think that was a good idea? Okay. You I think know? I think you need to work through it some more. Yeah, I need to I still need to process it because I do enjoy just the the sweeping, you know, the sweeping angle. <laughs> so, but it doesn't make it very cozy. It's not like anybody's ever gonna sit on our floor, but is anybody gonna sit on a cow? Well, yeah, I think they would. I think they would sit I think they would sit on the cow. Well, maybe they would. I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I would. I mean I would so, I wouldn't. If and, I wouldn't. That Bob wouldn't sit on that bobcat. I'd be scared to come back to life and snap well, at me. Well, that bobcat has teeth. Oh, now, you sit on that thing wrong, and, and listen, you'd be on the world of hurt. <laughs> That's right. So, well, and my other thing is, you know, I've, we've started hosting that little Bible study for some of Caroline's friends, and so I'm like, so whatever I get now is going to have to every other week withstand about ten ten year old girls, right? Eating cookies and drinking juice. Right. And you don't really want somebody to be sharing the gospel with them and, like, scream at them because they smell some Kool-Aid. <laughs> no. I already had to tell Caroline because the first week, you know, I've got the white couch. And the first week she was like, should I tell all my friends they can't eat their cookies on the couch? And I was like, oh, I so don't want to be that house. And I was like, no. I said, we can bleach the couch. It's slip covered. They can, everyone is welcome to eat their cookies on the couch. For the and sake just, of the gospel. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. because I just felt like to, you know, you can't have people over and then tell them they can't eat cookies on your couch. Well, I just told my own child he couldn't chew my four, his four pieces of bubble gum in my presence, so. Well, yeah, uh, you can tell your own child. Yeah. You just, you don't want to tell all those, you don't want all those other kids going home and saying, Mrs. Shankle's kind of weird about her couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had us over, but she made us sit on the floor in the kitchen. Yes, as we learned about the Lord. Mm-hmm. She, she welcomed us into her home. She and said that she clothes. wanted it to be more like biblical times. <laughs> Gather round, children. <laughs> Let's sit cross-legged in an uncomfortable space. Oh, 
<laughs> well, you know, one of the little girls the first week, the high school girls that are doing it for me, they had them write on little note cards what they were hoping to learn or what they'd be interested in learning more about. And one of the little girls wrote acting. I love that. That's, God love her. Just, you know what? You should, you should have like a passion play just for her. <laughs> you should have a passion play. Or you think, should show her that old Carmen video. Remember <laughs> where he had like the, the jumpsuit that was half black and half white? Or a suit bet, that was half black and half white or something like that. Or maybe I've I made bet, this all up in my head. Maybe that was somebody know. who came to the church. But there was some <laughs> reenacting of a, of a spiritual battle. Well, I think it serves her well because there's nothing a lot of church youth groups love more than a drama. A skit. Oh, a skit. Or a drama. Mm-hmm. A skit. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I think we could probably provide some acting. I wish lessons. that I had a recording I mean, I don't, but I do wish I had a recording of some of the youth group skits from from oh. my past. Oh, they were so bad. They were so earnest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a lot of the deep thoughts. Oh, yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. Melissa. You know you don't have to follow the crowd and drink that alcohol. <laughs> the demon beer will yeah. get you. The Lord has more for you than that. Yes, and the cutest boy in the youth group always played Jesus. Is that not the truth? <laughs> it's always, always Jesus. Always, always Jesus. Always Jesus. Right. Uh, Jesus was also the quarterback of the football team, always. <laughs> right. Uh, we could go too far with this. We probably should stop. <laughs> we, should just, we should stop. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, moving on. Well, I will on. say, when I was like 20, I was probably 22, my parents, I've spoken of this before, sent me to this, um, to this Christian retreat and I, I mean, listen, I needed it. Um, but uh-huh. I, I was surprised by, by, for, for, for me to have withdrawn myself so deliberately from that culture for a couple of years, I was surprised by how easily I fell back into it. Um, oh, for sure. And, um, and, and wound up in a skit. I mean, at 22, I wound up in, it was like, I couldn't. <laughs> Stop myself. And I think uh, that that memory is what now makes me so reluctant. Anytime there's any hint of acting, that's why it took me a while with the dot mom videos to sort of relax. Yes. Yes. But I think you get sucked into that because speaking of that, I remember I went back to when I was probably about 22 or 23, I went back as a chaperone to Sky Ranch with my youth group, mm-hmm. but as a leader and I went back and listen, I just got up and cried on bonfire night, just like I did when I was 13. I you did know, too at that later. same retreat. I did mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just as grateful. I mean, just all the emotions <laughs> of the whole thing. And I was probably 12, yes. I think I was 22. I just had all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think that pretty much starts once you turn 10 and doesn't end all the emotions. Um, I think you're right. I think it does start when you turn about 10, and then it, it just careens on until about 30. Yes, yes. It goes on for a long time. And sometimes still when you're 42, <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted um, yesterday morning when I woke up at 5.20. Oh. And um, oh. after rolling in. At ten, about ten forty-five, I, I certainly did not want to cry. Oh, a trip to New York is delightful. Delightful. I certainly, certainly, don't want to complain about a trip to New York. But I felt like I told Perry I kept having to like regroup in my mind because like I came in and like wanted to go through all the stacks of mail I thought had piled up in the less than thirty-six <laughs> hours I'd been gone. I, I felt 
felt like I had been gone for days. I did too. That was the weirdest thing. I kept thinking Mm -hmm. like, I just left yesterday. Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that is. Mentally, it was was like I had been gone a week. I don't know what that is. I know. And I've gone other places where I've come home and haven't felt like I've been gone that long. So I don't I don't know if it's because the flight was so long. I don't know if it's because we did so much in a short period of time. And it's an intense place to be. I feel like yes. it's sensory wise, it's a it's a it's an active place to be. There's just a it lot is. coming at you all the time. And I think that mm-hmm. for two introverts who pretend to be extroverts. Yes. Without that built in downtime, I think that may be that may be part of the reason why. Like we it was it was we were full on the whole time. And so for me that's hard just in the sense of you know, I like my quiet time. So Yes, yes, I do too. I do too. And it's like on the plane I got good quiet time. But I you know what I mean? But that was just that was on the plane. And still it's on the plane and you know how I am about flying. I just I don't really I don't care for the air up there. <laughs> I don't mind the flying, but you know, okay, on the way, so on the way to New York, you know, I had the woman with the cats that were, yes. meow, meow, yeah. meow. Yes. They were so unhappy. So unhappy. Well, there was also, a, there was also a, a cat on the flight coming home. Um, you're kidding. But it didn't, it didn't meow. I just, I just remembered that this afternoon that there was a oh. woman who was standing in front of me right when we were getting ready to board who had a, a appeared to be a Persian cat oh. and a carrier. Huh. But I don't think I told you that when I got to my seat and sat down, um, I was beside a woman who had a three-month-old. And, oh, no. well, I mean, I felt so sorry for her. You know, I think, oh, well, that, yeah, I, sure. I think that she was so sweet and that was the cutest baby. But, I mean, it was, you know, it was nine at night. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was dicey for a while there. But she finally, she, and he was precious or she I'm not sure but the baby yeah. was precious and she finally got the baby to sleep but I felt so sorry for her because I'm codependent and so I, I knew she was worried about the baby crying and so then I worried about her worrying about the baby crying yeah so this is this so finally when the baby woke up and was kind of looking around and was starting to get fussy I of course was playing Candy Crush on the iPad yes of course so I turned my screen around and, uh, and an act of selflessness. And really, uh, for about five minutes, the child was mesmerized. But then, Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that's a lot of stimulation. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, his eyes probably continued to spin <laughs> for the next well, hour then, after he got off that flight. Then but. I thought the mama might not have appreciated that so much. I so. think if you're a mom on a plane with a three-month-old, you're pretty much willing to do anything that so. anybody can offer you I, to keep your child quiet. I think that's what changes. Don't you think after you've become a mom, like when, you, or when you're young, I think about traveling for business trips before I had kids, I was always so annoyed. Like, can't you get your kid to be quiet? And as a mom, you get that codependent of, oh, I so want to help you Mm -hmm. because I know you're so stressed out because your kid's not quiet. And so I start to get nervous that way. Like it stresses me out because I'm so stressed for those poor parents. I know, me too. Like I don't, Uh and that's why she was trying to get her seatbelt on and she had the baby. And I really did. I was like, here, I'm going to help you. And I grabbed Uh that child, put that child in my lap. We had a fine time. You just, um, you do, you get so, you worry for the mamas because you know, Uh they can't help what that youngin's doing. No, no. And that, and that baby doesn't know why its ears are popping and why the air smells and all that stuff. (laughs) Oh, listen. Oh, I finally on the way to New York, just lifted my head up and turned the vent straight on my nose. Uh Like uh just trying to get, trying to convince myself that there was some fresh air somewhere. Yes. And there's just not, there's just not, not. I sat next to on the way home. I sat next to a woman, actually a girl. She was 22, but she had been at Comic-Con the whole time. 
you know, really? the yeah. convention that was on. She was not dressed as a character because I asked her, but she was real artsy looking. But apparently she edits comic books for a living. Fascinating. I know. Who knew that? I didn't know, number one, that like real life comic books still were a thing. And number two, that like somebody edited them. But that, what a perfect job if you're in your 20s. Well, yeah, that's what I think. And so anyway, she's, she lives in Texas, but she's about to move. I kind of got her whole story a little bit before the plane took off. And because we had to, of course, sit there, you know, they never just get you on the plane. <laughs> no, that's a thing of the past. Yeah. And leave. You have, they, there's always some sort of, we had some paperwork about some things that were going on. And I don't, I don't really know what was, what was happening, but we finally, oh, I know what it was. It was the, which I've never heard this, the car or the truck that they used to push the plane away from the gateway was not working. Well, that's, that's a, that's a vehicle you need. Yeah, it is. But I think it's all stuff they make up. I think it's just (laughs) stuff they say. I really do. I think it's that the pilot needed a beer. I think it's that somebody needed a hamburger. I think it's the stewardess was not on the plane yet. I think they just make it all up because you don't know. Well, ours was just that we, no, you don't know, but I mean, ours was, let's see, we were just, and we had gotten delayed and then delayed, and then we were, you know, 14th in line for takeoff, and mm-hmm. yeah, that always, yeah, that happens. I think there's a couple of professions, like airplane pilots, I think they have you at your mercy, at their mercy, because you don't know what's going on. I think another, I think a vet, mm-hmm. you don't know if something's mm-hmm. really wrong with your pet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're... So, and I'm thinking that because Gully, she's got a really old dog and the vet called her the other day and said, when she just brought him in for a normal checkup, and he said, I have a feeling, I feel some tenseness in her abdomen. I think we need to run like $800 worth of test. And Gully said, I have a feeling that those tests aren't going to get run because she may just be nervous that she's at the vet and she's a 14 year old dog. Right. So I'm just saying vets, I think Dennis, (laughs) another one. Do you know that I got an email? Well, you don't know this because I hadn't told you. Um, but my childhood, my childhood dentist's daughter sent me an email the other day. She read my book, and it was I, oh. it was really it was kind of sweet. But that um, is very sweet. But it was it was so I loved it because she was like, I don't know if you remember me, and what I wanted to say is, uh, what you need to understand is I never forget people. Like I, you know, like I, I yes. if I meet you, I'm gonna carry you around in my head forever. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so um, I don't know. I hold on to too much in my mind. That's why I can't remember like the normal day to day things because I'm still thinking about somebody that I met back in 1984 uh-huh. at a concession Your stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your dentist daughter, because I'm sitting here thinking I don't even remember what who my childhood dentist was. Well, I don't even... part of that too is a small town, I think. You know, yes, like, that's true. So um, anyway, but I, but I love that. I, you know, I, I hadn't mm-hmm. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about her in a while, but I was still I was tickled to hear from her. Oh, that's very sweet. But a dentist that's... does definitely have you at their mercy because what are you going to say? Like, no, I don't think that 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 tooth needs yeah. a root canal. It hurts. So sure. Uh-huh. I don't think that's it. Well, remember when Perry got that, like, platinum tooth, like, three years ago? <laughs> you remember? God. Yeah. I still, I could I could pass out right now just thinking about it. I, you'll never convince me. I think that was the sham of all shams. I, and, and, there, and if there was ever a time that we could not have afforded to pay for a platinum tooth, it was at that point in our lives. And so now he's got that platinum tooth. And I don't know why it couldn't have just been a gold cap. I think we got totally scammed on that whole deal. So, well, they probably but, thought it was the best thing. You know me. I want to think uh-huh. they had the best intentions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It'll last. It'll <laughs> last 100 years from now. He won't be, be here, but, but that, that tooth, tooth will still be somewhere intact. 
try and worth some change. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's platinum, although it's been painted to perfectly match all the rest of his teeth, even though it's all the way in the back and you never see it. Well, I feel better just knowing that Perry has a platinum tooth. He does. He does. He has a platinum tooth. Okay. Well, so that's, we, about, um, that's about all I got. Well, um, we, Caroline has early dismissal, you know, the rest of this week. Mm-hmm. So she got out at noon today and she gets out at noon tomorrow and noon on Friday. Um, which to me, that whole thing is, I'm like, why, why don't we just have those days off? I mean, it doesn't even seem like it's worth getting up and going to school, but the good side is I don't have to pack a lunch. Why do, you, um, why do they get out three days in a row? Well, it's for teacher conferences. Okay. So, but ironically, my teacher conference is not even this week, but her teachers, you know, she's in that little rotation. So she's got three separate teachers this year. Right. And so when they arrange their teacher conferences, all three of those teachers have to meet with every student, which I happen to know are 75 students. Bless their hearts. I know. I mean, you think that is a ton of conferences. So I'm actually going for mine next week because they couldn't fit everybody in this week. Do you not get the opt out? Now, well, in the spring, usually, and I don't know if this was just her teacher the year before, usually they'll give you the opt-out if your child is, like, making certain grades or is doing okay. They'll let you opt-out, and they'll just email you home a progress report that you can sign off on or whatever. But for the fall, I think because it's they haven't met you yet, you know, or they've met us, but mm-hmm. they haven't really talked to you about your kid, I think that they have to meet with everybody. Yeah. We get we get the opt-out. It's starting in third grade. We get the opt-out. Okay. And I went for the end of year last year only because Alex wanted me to. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this, of course he did. this is this is the this is the effect of a lot of years um mm-hmm. in a classroom. And um and then this time we got the form and I checked that box so fast that said I do not require a conference at this time. Thank you. Yeah. But his teacher also used to be his Sunday school teacher. I have known her for yes. 10 years. I mean, like if I, if, if we had an issue, I could text her, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just, but those teachers having it the three at the time with 75. Oh my goodness. I know. You talk about I exhausted. Mean, that makes me feel guilty for feeling tired after New York. I know. I mean, I can't even imagine to have to go through 75 parents and try to coordinate it all in your schedule. So I know I'm going like during their conference period next week. So, um, Anyway, it's fine, but I would have been totally fine opting out because I feel the same way. I mean, because I've emailed them about different things, so I know I can get in touch with them if there's a problem. And and I bet you know. they'd rather, too, instead of them getting out half days for three days in a row, I bet they'd rather take, a, just just get a day. Just have a day, yes. day and a half, and just knock that stuff out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just do the do same it. thing all day instead of having to plan half a day's worth of work and then... But you don't have a lot of thoughts on these things, so I'll be I quiet. know, I know. Well, and uh, and Caroline, I love because she got when I picked her up at noon today. We were I told her we'd go eat lunch, and then we needed to go buy jeans because that's the other thing. The weather finally cooled off, and we've discovered this morning that you know our jeans are all too, too short. So um, we needed to go get jeans, and then I'd been telling her we'd go see Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and part ha- two. And how was that? Was it just as riveting as part one? maybe not even as, and I I really sat there and thought, I think I'm losing brain cells as I'm sitting here watching it. I think I'm, I think I'm dumber now than I was before I came. So there was a food Island. So you have, you had like a taco doll Mm. and a, um, you had a, I guess what was a hippopotamus. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Listen, it was clever. I'll give them that, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm just after 10 years of kids movies. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, 
I've seen it all. I know all the plot lines. And I felt like, you know how the thing with the kids' movies is you always feel like there's a little bit of an underlying agenda. And I think with this, it was that all these this food is living things, and so we shouldn't eat it. And I'm like, that's fine <laughs> that you're going to put a face on that strawberry. Yeah. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. In our house, we eat living things. Right. We just, we do. So there you have it. Well, you know that was, you know how I was about Rio? I, how I, I did not like that uh-huh. movie at all. I felt like same, same deal. I felt like it yes. was, I, did, I felt like it was just a lot of, um, I felt like there was an agenda there. Uh-huh. And um, so Alex told me this morning, he was like, Mama, did you know there's going to be a Rio too? And I was uh-huh. like, oh, no, uh-huh. uh-uh, no. That, oh, yeah. What was the one, what was the Disney movie that I d- despised so much? Brave? Is that what it was called? Yes, yes, uh, about the girl, about uh, the redhead. Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on. Hey, buddy, thanks. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't. No. Uh-huh. I think I'm, I'm the same way. I'm just about done with, with the kids' plot lines. Now, yeah. different different um, age group. So I think we talked about this a little bit in New York about gravity. Yes, which everybody has raved. About. I have never. It has. I don't even know when I have heard people rave about a movie like I have heard I people agree. rave about. I can't. I can't even think of. I can't. I can't even think. So you know, David's best friend Todd, who works in in that industry and lives uh-huh. in Los Angeles, um, has already been to see it twice. And, You're and, kidding? No. And and so now that's got David all worked up because he's like, okay, that's a that's a high. If Todd goes to a movie twice. That creates yes. a super high expectation for me because, ah. b- but people say it's phenomenal. And so I, I, I may go to the movies to see it. Okay. Normally, well, you know, normally I, if there's a big trend, I back right off that thing. I'm like, it can't be as good as you say it is. I'm not participating. Yeah. I will just point yes. to Titanic and Blindside as two examples yes. of that. Not, no, <laughs> not, not having anything to do with it. Um, yes. But this one, I'm curious. Cause like I told you in New York, I thought when I first heard about it, that it was some kind of parody. Yeah. Well, it seems like it would be. Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. And George Clooney. In a space, in space. movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like when Tom Cruise was in that movie called Tropic Thunder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. It's like that. It's, I know. Well, and generally, here's what I kept thinking. I don't really care about movies in space. I don't, I don't really care about space. I did like, I, I like some Armageddon, I will say. I enjoyed, well, that, I enjoyed Armageddon. See, I did too, which I never saw it in the theaters, but I, then I remembered, well, I did like Armageddon, but I also feel like, and somebody said, and you know, this could be the killer for me, is I did notice somebody in one of their reviews or on Twitter or something said, you have to really watch your motion sickness because there's a oh. lot of floating and moving around. And that could do me, that could do me in you, right there. You really might not need to see it in 3D then. Oh, not, oh, I for sure can't see it in 3D. I can't see anything in 3D because those glasses give me a headache and I, I don't like things coming at me. I, uh, <laughs> then 3D would not be the media choice for you. If you don't like no, it. I can't see. No. And I don't know that I can see because, you know, I've even discovered when I'm sitting on a plane, back to airplanes, when I'm sitting on a plane on the runway, if out of my peripheral vision, I see another plane starting to move and it feels like we're moving, but we're not moving, like I could throw up just thinking about it. Really? Like, I, I, yeah, I, something has happened to my, uh, maybe I have an inner ear problem. I don't know. You might, you might uh, have a touch of the vertigo. <laughs> I might, you know, my dad had vertigo and like still has episodes every now and then. Oh, that's right. They say all, yeah, the crystals in your ear get mixed up, messed up or something. So maybe my crystals. I don't know. But I, I've gotten really. Wait, hold on. You're breaking up on me. Hold on. I don't know why I can't hear you. What'd you just say? Oh, sorry. What'd you say? 
I said I've gotten I've gotten really hypersensitive to to movement and motion issues. Well, it sounds like that the the movement and motion thing is becoming like my texture thing, like my whole yeah repetitive circular textures. Mm-hmm. 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 Like I feel like used to I used to tell. Well, I need to ride in the front seat because that was just a thing I said because I like to ride in the front seat. Right, right. But now I think it's a real thing. Well, you know, you notice I tried to get you in the front seat when that cab, but the cab driver would not. I, that would, apparently no. does not fly in New York like maybe no. it would in Lincoln, Nebraska. You don't really get no. to ride in the front seat of the cab. I, um, but then, like, I was okay because I got to ride that town car, which was just God's gift to me that I got to ride in that whatever, that Tahoe or whatever it was, the nice car. And I was fine in that on the way to back to the airport. It's just, I think it's the erratic moving in and out and changing lanes. A lot of it is whoever's driving the car too. Yes. And the rate of speed, like when we were going to that <laughs> restaurant and I could have sworn we were going 75 miles an hour. I thought we were on the night bus from Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I, yes, that's, that's such, I mean, I really, like, I thought we are going at least 75 miles an hour right now, just, just plowing down 7th Avenue. And, but apparently we weren't. No, we were only going 40, but I, I agree with Ooh. you. I, I thought, well, this is how it's all going to end right here <laughs> in a cab. I didn't even get to eat any Italian food before. It happened. But you never hear about cabs getting in wrecks. No, up there. you never hear about really wrecks there, uh-huh. which is a wonder. That I, I thought today they must have some kind of code. They must uh-huh. have some sort of like cues that they give each uh-huh. other that we don't understand. And you know what else I thought about all day today? You mentioned in the Italian food reminded me um, that I don't like noodles. Well, I kind of knew that you didn't. I mean, I've never I... been big on pasta, I don't really love uh-huh. a red sauce. But I think it was like, you know, like, because you really loved what you had Friday night at that restaurant. I mean, Sunday night at that restaurant. Like, you really loved your food. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever loved a noodle that much. Oh, I love, because I mean, I love pasta all the time. But when you know that is some handmade pasta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a different ball game. Yeah. It's just, it's a different deal. It it tastes better. The texture's better. Um, and I just, I'm a pasta. I love a good I pasta. I wish I had a better appreciation for it because I was trying mm-hmm. to think, because you've got that whole Italian background, but I was thinking yes. like, why don't I really like it? Why? But I thought, you know what we didn't do in Mississippi a lot? Mm-hmm. Like my mama never said, let's have some pasta for lunch. Like it was, that was not anything yeah. that I grew up with. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's my Merino side. I mean, that was, you had pasta. I mean, that, it wasn't a question. Like at Thanksgiving, you had turkey and you had spaghetti and meatballs. Right. I mean, you know, it was, you just, that was, and every Sunday you had spaghetti and meatballs. And then my meemaw would send us home with, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. So see, it's that a was, comfort food for you. That's like fried yeah. chicken for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, we always had, we always had spaghetti and meatballs. That was, and, and nobody can make it like, and I will tell you, I'll never have it again as good as my meatballs was. Mm. And she, she never gave anybody a recipe. Well, that makes me sad. That's why mm-hmm. we should always share our recipes. I know. Cause that's I like, know. nobody, I've told you this before. I think I've said it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family learned to make my mamaw Davis's apple tarts. And it, mm-hmm. I can cry if I think about it, See? that that got lost. I know. I know. And my aunt has come close. Now I have an aunt that has come close. Hers is the closest to it, but it's still not quite the same. Maybe you'll perfect it one day. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. It had some, something in it. Some, something was, I don't know. Hers was more orangey than red tomatoey. Did she put carrots in it? I I don't know. I think she put some, I think there was some cream in it. Mm. I think it had a little bit of cream. 
That's what I think. And, you know, and I think, too, I think she really, and this is what I just don't have time to do, that she always did. I think she really cooked her sauce down. Like, I mean, it sat on the stove. Like, she would get up at 6 in the morning and start that sauce, and we wouldn't eat until, like, noon. Mm. So it had just simmered and simmered and simmered. And, you know, like those tomatoes that we do that I told you where you put the butter and the sugar in them and all that. Yes. And you know how once all that cooks. I mean, that's like a different thing. That that thing with the with the bread? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. I know. That is something else. I could eat a whole plate of that right now. Have we ever talked about, have you ever talked about that on the podcast? I don't think I have. I think you need it's to just, share that real quick. Okay. It's these tomatoes that my friend Carla had made, and you get these really good, you do, I'm trying, it's been so long, San Marzano Marzano tomatoes, like in the can, like a big thing of them, and you just put them in like a, you know, a baking dish type thing, and then you put like a stick of butter in like, (laughs) thank you, yes, Uh Lord, stick of butter, and then like half a cup of sugar and you just kind of stir it and then you just bake it. You just put it in the oven for like 30 minutes um, or on the stove top and it just, that butter melts in mm-hmm. there and then you can make little cubes of French bread, like kind of like little croutons or whatever. And you just dip it and eat those tomatoes. It's, it's one of the best things you'll ever eat in your whole life. And um, I, what I did, I think you told me to do this. I cubed up French bread and then put it on the top. Of the tomatoes, oh, yes. like the last mm-hmm. 15 minutes mm-hmm. if they were cooking mm-hmm. in the oven. So they got crispy on the top, but mm-hmm. soaked up some of that tomato on the bottom. And mm-hmm. and I can't, it's one of those things where it's like, this is the simplest thing ever to make and just as delicious as it can be. It is. It's so good. It's And that, see, like tonight it's cool here. Like I could totally get it, uh, just a plate of that. It would be good. And some cheese. Oh, and some cheese, but that cheese plate in New York, I'll never eat cheese that good again. I don't know what the, I don't know why it was so good. I've tried to think about it. Like part of it was, cause it was all cheeses. I mean, there were no strange uh-huh. cheeses. There were all cheeses no. that we could find. I could get them, you know, yes. fresh market or wherever. Yes. But there was something, those cherries and that. Those, it was, yeah, those cherries. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I really, yesterday, that was my other thing, is I told Perry, I said, I think I'm, I'm sick of food. Like, I just, I ate my way through New York, and I didn't want, like, really any food yesterday. I could pretty, but you know, in the wintertime, really, pretty much, I could eat, I could do cheese and bread, cheese and crackers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, too. I could, too. Sadly, we're having leftover beef stroganoff tonight, well, is what we're having. I made but. spaghetti last night because, you know, I don't really like it. And so, yes. <laughs> but it wasn't really that big a deal because, like you said, we had had a lot of really rich food while we were uh-huh. gone. And so, um, we're having leftovers tonight. Yeah. But, I, but I've got, I got two things of cheese when I was at the grocery store yesterday. So, I may, I really may have cheese and crackers. I could totally do that. I could do cheese and crackers. And then, yeah, we have that dried sausage that Perry mm. does, that dried elk sausage. Oh, my gosh. See, I could, I'm, I just I feel it, and I think I'm just going to serve my people leftover because Caroline loves beef stroganoff. So. Alex does, too. That's one of his favorite things. He thinks uh-huh. that's delicious. Uh-huh. She ate, like, three platefuls of it yesterday, which is more <laughs> than she Did she really? Ever. She did. Like, she ate. Like, I couldn't believe how much she ate. Um, but she just loves it. Because, see, she loves a noodle. She's always been a pasta girl. So she loves a pasta, and she loves meat. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that just combines her favorites right there. That's the same thing here. Dish. He loves a potato, mm-hmm. too. He loves a good baked potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she does, too. So we had that. And this was a different beef stroganoff because I made it in the crock pot all day yesterday. But it was good. Well, I was trying to think if there was anything else. I'm not, I, I think I told you I'm not going to Bible study tonight because I needed a yes. night at home. 
Yes, I get that. I totally get that. We were supposed to have soccer tonight, and we don't. And I'm kind of glad that we don't rushing around, and it's cold and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so we have nothing. So I'm probably here going to be in my pajamas in about ten minutes. I'm in my pajamas right now. I'm proud to say I got in. Yeah, I got in my pajamas before we started the podcast. Mm. Well, you know, the only reason I didn't, because you know what I wore today, my new free people (laughs) sweater thing. Yes, I did. I thought about it today. It it really was. I mean, that was, that was one of those things that that looked like you, even on the hanger, it looked like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it so much. Like it really could be pajamas. It's so comfortable. And I wore it with my black leggings and my rain boots today because it was raining. And I'm going to tell you, it was about the perfect fall outfit. Well, I'm just, I'm thrilled for you. Yeah. So, well, cause I got home and I was like, do I really want to keep that jacket? Like, do I really want it? Like, do I, and I mean like the minute it cooled off, I mean, I had it all, I've ripped the price tag off of it so fast this morning. Cause I was like, I just, I love it. And it's one of those things that it's not trendy. So I feel like I will wear it for years and years yeah, and years. Will. Like, mm-hmm. so, but I looked online and I found it online because I was sending the link to a friend of mine who I thought might also enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, and it also comes in gray and Navy. Oh, you could have you a uniform. You could just have mm-hmm. one of those, some leggings and boots all winter. All the time. I know. But I'm, I'm glad I ended up with the wine color. I'm tempted to return it and go get the gray, but I just thought, no, I need a little bit of color. No, and I think you'll, but like, that'll be the perfect thing to wear on Saturdays as it gets cold and the Aggies are playing. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which, speaking of, did you see that Clay Travis, who I just love, has had on Outkick the coverage that they have a contest? going on that Johnny Manziel has agreed to let readers vote what he should dress up as for Halloween this year. No! Oh, it makes me so happy. Because, you know, he was Scooby-Doo last year. I did not know that. Oh, well, it was a big thing last year. Because it was before he won the Heisman, and it was before he beat Alabama, but everybody got really tickled because he dressed as Scooby-Doo and went around all over town, and there were pictures of him with these really pretty girls. Some of them not dressed (laughs) in a way their mothers would probably (laughs) approve of. Not um, dressed like Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Not dressed like Scooby-Doo. Or Velma. Um, or, <laughs> or certainly not Velma. Or even Daphne. Or even Daphne. Yeah, because Daphne always had on a high neck. Yeah, but um, these girls did not. But um, he was Scooby-Doo. So this year, they, everybody was talking about what's he going to be for Halloween. And apparently somebody, Clay Travis, contacted him. And um, they he agreed that people could vote. So, But one of the apparently one of the top ones that's come in is Nick Saban. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> That would be so good if he did that. Oh, that would be so good. I know. Or Les Miles, and he could talk about Columbus Day. That, that Les Miles video, I mean, I, I sat right by myself and laughed until my head hurt and clapped my hands. I can't believe what makes me laugh is I saw it and immediately tweeted you, and then I checked email, and you had sent it to me. Like, we really did that within five minutes oh, of I know. each other. I think it was really, like, it, it could, I don't even think it was even five minutes of each other. It uh-uh. made me, I, I'm telling you, his brain works differently than the rest of ours. And no, I mean, who gets up and announce it's case, stream of consciousness and he knows uh-huh. exactly what he means, but somehow it doesn't, doesn't get out to us. But here's, so it fascinates me that he is a football genius. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what is oh. going on up there? Uh-huh. And that somehow uh-huh. that gets communicated uh-huh. to his coaches and his players. It's fascinating i yeah. adore that man like i i think if all the coaches in the sec including my own i would yes. probably like to meet him more than any of them like not even yeah. so that we could have a conversation just so i could watch him in action 
uh-huh. fascinates uh-huh. me. I just I adore he's, him, and I love the tigers. Anyway, you know how I feel about LSU. Yes, I love them. Yes, but I but I just I, I oh, he's the best. I know. He's kind of like a football savant. He is. You know? He like, is. He just he's so quirky and so yeah. But he just but boy, he knows football. He does. He just I he delights me. He uh-huh. he makes. Of any Saturday better during football season, just by virtue of his mm-hmm. presence, because he's going yeah. he's going to eat some grass, you know. <laughs> you know he's <laughs> he's going to say something cookie he's to a say reporter, really cookie to the halftime at the halftime. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. he's going he's going to have his cap perched up on the top of his head, just like he likes yeah. it. Yeah, he's going to clap like a three year old with his hands all sprawled yeah, out. He's going to wear know, a with full, his fingers all spread, a full length windbreaker in the middle of August. Yeah. Like, I just. <laughs> Love him. But I have read so many, like, and there was one, I can't remember if it was for ESPN or who it was for, about him and his family and like what, it, and just that he's a tremendous family guy and, you know, mm-hmm. so involved in his kids' sports and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I'm fascinated by him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I remember cause you sent me the link to that article and I was like, oh, it just makes you like him more. It does. Like just, mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, he, he feels like he has a, like Nick Saban, you feel like he doesn't have a heart. Yeah, and I'm sure he does. Yeah, to but he's just, he's so type A. He's so, he's so type yeah, A. He's, he's focused mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, Les seems like he might sit down and like have like have a Coke with you in the middle of a game. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. Talk to you about sit. some holidays or, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. what's on special at Publix whatever. and then and get back up and go to, back to what he was doing. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, I'm coaching this game. Hold on, please. Yeah. He, yeah. So. But I think that's why he's such a good fit down in Baton Rouge. I really do. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a place where they kind of, they embrace quirky and eccentric. Uh-huh. And I just think he's a great fit for, for that particular school. Yeah. I just. Well, let's, I mean, Louisiana, let's be honest, is kind of the birthplace of quirky. I know. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of is the, I mean, he, yeah, he has found his people right there. Yes. Oh, it makes me happy. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. um, so I was just as tickled for him to come out and just out of, just, Hey, it's Columbus day. Yes. For all you Italians, those of you who like to explore and discover new lands. We need but to. then I think that he threw in that he said, it's not like St. No, Patty's day. it's different day. than that. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure when, when we put the podcast up, we need to make sure that we put that video up so people can see uh-huh. it. Yes. It's different than that. It's different it's than different. that. Mm-hmm. Not the same uh-huh. thing. Different thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All righty. Well, okay. I'm going to go heat well, up some, some spaghetti for my um, people. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go do the same. It's gotten awfully quiet. I kind of feel like my people left and went somewhere, well, but have. I don't. Well, I may have. Hopefully it involved dinner. All righty. So, all right. Well, I'll talk to you. Okay. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.